welcome to the Self-Belief School podcast with me, your host, Melanie Flower. In this episode today, I'm going to talk to you about how to decline an invitation without sounding rude or weird or just feeling hideously uncomfortable or coming up with a crazy excuse. So I hope you will find this useful. Enjoy. Okay, so today I am going to talk to you about how to decline an invitation without feeling rude or sounding weird. Um, And you've probably got, it's the the festive season, so you might have some invitations coming up. Um, Now, I used to be a master excuse maker at declining invitations. I would, if I didn't want to do something that I was invited to, I would pride myself on thinking of an absolutely fabulous excuse, one that sounded believable, that wouldn't, I guess, wouldn't make me look bad because I felt that by saying I didn't want to do something, that would just be rude, unacceptable, Um, I guess people would think ill of me. So I would come up with something that would mean that I couldn't go to uh, the thing that I had been invited to, but I didn't have to say, nah, I don't want to come. So um, that's my background. I now realise that making excuses, most people can see through them straight away. But anyway, because I have that background, I... Am quite attuned to spotting excuses. Also, through years of being a nutritionist, um, quite often people cancel their appointments with nutritionists uh, if they haven't already paid for them because they haven't been doing what they said they were going to do and they feel a bit worried. So I've heard all the excuses in the book um, when people don't want to do stuff and I used to make them. So First of all, I just wanted to cover that we have this very ingrained feeling that you have to make up an excuse. You can't just say no. You have to come up with something, some obstacle, which means you can't attend the event that you've been invited to. You can't see the person. Something's happened. Oh, I'd love to come, but I'm so busy or oh, I'm not feeling well or um, I can't book anything in that night because I might have to work, these kind of things. So first of all, we I don't know if you can identify with this, but I always definitely thought you had to have an excuse. Now that is not actually true. That is not actually true. I do believe that it is best to be as honest as you can be when you're dealing with people, because then they get to understand the real you, what you like. I mean, you know, we want to avoid hurting people's feelings and being rude. You know, I don't, you don't, wouldn't want to say, no, mate, I'm not coming. That sounds rubbish. You can decline honestly and kindly. And I will cover that, come onto that in a bit. Um, because what often happens when you make an excuse is people know when you're lying and what's actually inspired me to record this podcast is because recently I have witnessed people declining 
invitations, opportunities to meet up, what have you. And they're using language which sounds weird. It's words that they wouldn't normally use. Sort of um, ultra polite that they don't use with close friends. Um, You know, things like, oh, I'm terribly sorry, but I won't be able to make it because of this, that and the other. Or, um, and it just sounds odd. Okay, so bear that in mind. If you are making an excuse to decline an invitation, it might sound a bit weird and like you're lying. And none of us, you know, well, I I assume none of us want to lie. That's not a great great look, is it? Um, And, you know, also being busy. Oh, I'm too busy. I'm sorry, I can't. I'm just flat out. I'm manic. I'm too busy. Isn't that just the classic excuse? You know, haven't we all used that so many times? But I think you're only too busy to do something if it's not if it's something you don't want to do. If it was like the absolute most exciting golden opportunity thing that you wanted to do, you wouldn't be too busy. So, you know, watch out for saying you're too busy to do something because is that really, really true or is it that you just don't really want to do it? Okay, so... Yeah, when we decline an invitation without giving an excuse, so you might just say something like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not going to make it. Now, that's something I say quite a lot now, actually. Oh, we're not going to be able to make that. I'm not going to be able to come. Actually, no, I don't say that. I don't say that because that sounds like there's something that's stopping me from coming. And that's almost like making an excuse. So usually I would just say, I'm not going to make it. Um, and yep, I will admit it does feel exposing when you don't give an excuse. Maybe you don't want to give the reason. Maybe it's something personal that you don't want to share. You don't have to say, you don't have to say what your plans are. You don't have to say what you're thinking. Um, you can just say, I'm not going to make it. We're not going to make it on that day. Okay, and yes, it does feel a bit exposing, a bit raw. And because of the way we've been conditioned, you might feel rude. You might, like after you've said it or after you've typed it, there is that moment where you're just desperate to say, because so and so and so and so and so. But actually, it's clear when you don't give an excuse. I'm not going to make it. Once you start getting into excuses, if you're with someone who is... uh, what's the word I'm looking for? If you're with someone who is not necessarily overbearing, persuasive, they might start bargaining with you. Oh, well, I can help you out with that. Or we could do it earlier or we could do it that. And if you don't, if you know that it's going to be a no, just be clear and firm. I'm not going to make it. Okay. If you want to qualify that, which is also fine, you don't have to give an excuse, but you might feel that the relationship you have with the person is where you do have to offer a bit more information. Try and be as honest as you can. So you might want to say something like, oh, you know, those kind of gatherings just aren't my cup of tea. Or we want to spend a lot more time at home. You know, if it's over Christmas and you get asked something, we want to be, we want to stay at home on that evening. Or something like, oh, I've scheduled that time to stay in. Or I'm keeping my diary free to look after my energy levels. Or maybe I'm not comfortable in big groups. I know for me, you know, I'd much rather see my friends, my family in a um, small group situation or in a one-on-one 
meeting up in a big great big party is not really my thing um it's something that my nervous system doesn't deal well with and I'm allowed to say that you know just because that's not the same as everybody else it doesn't mean to say that that's a flaw there's something wrong with me so you know I will sometimes say that oh you know big group things just aren't my just aren't my thing um I'll give it a miss okay so um and perhaps if you do want to see the person who's inviting you can you offer something that does work for you? You know, if you prefer to see them one-on-one, say, you know, I'd, I'd rather not come round to your house when your whole family's there, but can we go out for a drink next week, just the two of us? Something like that. So, I don't know if you're like me, but I was grown up with the message that if you don't go when you're invited, people will stop inviting you. So if you constantly decline someone's invitations then they're going to stop inviting you. And this is true. Why would you keep inviting someone over if they stop, uh, if they if they keep on saying no? So let, let's think about that. When you're declining an invitation, bear in mind that if you continually decline, then this person may stop asking you to do stuff. So firstly, does that bother you? Do you want to continue being invited by this person to do stuff with them. Sometimes we want to be, to continue to be invited. We want to be wanted. We want to be loved. Even if we don't ever want to go. Does that resonate at all? Can you can you identify with that? That you do like being invited because we want people to like us, but actually we're probably never ever going to want to do stuff with this person. So that's an interesting dynamic to think about. Okay. If you do want to continue seeing this person it really helps if you can be very honest and clear with them about what kind of social interactions you do like let the person understand what kind of meetups are going to work for you because if what they're inviting you to is just not working for you and you have to keep declining let them know what you prefer like maybe um I I, you know I really can't bear it when someone says what are you doing tonight or do you want to meet up this afternoon for me spontaneous plans just uh spin me out I literally as soon as someone says do you want to meet up this afternoon my gut reaction is to say no and for better or worse um that is just the way it is. So, for example, in that example, maybe I would want to say, uh, you know what, let's put something in the diary for a couple of weeks' time instead. Yeah? Or I would let someone know that perhaps I'd rather go for a walk than sit in a pub. Or I don't want to just have a drink. Can we get a meal or something like that? Let the person know what you like. Because as I said in my previous podcast episode, people are not mind readers. Um, so you have to let your friends and family know what is going to work for you so that you're not just constantly declining their invitations, okay? But what might be true for you is that doing this might cause you to realise that you no longer have anything in common with the person that is inviting you anymore and this is quite I see this a lot with um, 
the women that I work with because you get to a point in life and maybe you've done some personal work or you've really come to understand yourself a lot better and you're not just going with the flow anymore you're honoring yourself and your own well-being and you're discovering that some aspects of your old life and that includes friends and acquaintances and family just aren't a good fit for you anymore and that can be really sad But it is a part of life. You know, we don't necessarily have the same friends and acquaintances throughout our whole life. You know, people drift away, people drop off, you meet new people. And it might, you might have a realisation that actually, gosh, this person keeps inviting me to do stuff that I just don't want to do. They don't want to do what I've suggested. We're just two different people now. And sad as that may be that's okay that is okay to let the relationship drift off and it's normal and it's a part of life but I just wanted to mention that because it's okay and it does happen now I know that family situations can be particularly tricky because we have a very deeply ingrained obligation to see family when we might not necessarily want to at all like you know you can choose your friends but you can't choose your family so first of all I wanted to say remember it's okay not to see your family if it feels like there are toxic relationships there or if it's too stressful or if you don't agree with the way members of your family treat your kids something like that you can set a boundary and you you can say we're not going to see you at Christmas or um, you can just really dial down the contact you have with them if for any reason it just really isn't working for you and I know that that can be scary and um, there may be repercussions for you but you are allowed to do that there is no law that says you have to see your family but I understand that um, there's very tricky dynamics often with a family and if you do need to see them even if you don't necessarily want to, but you feel inside that you would actually, it would be too much to not see them for any reason. Again, offer something that works for you. You know, get in there first. Choose the weekend that works for you. Choose the venue that works for you. Offer that to them. See what they say, you know. Set a boundary. Make sure that it's going to be something that actually you are going to want to do. So, or put a time limit on it as well. That's always a really good one. Before you go, be really clear about how long you're going to stay. Oh, we're going to stay until three. We're going to leave at three. Or we'll come for dinner and we're going to be off um, by eight. Or we're not going to stay overnight. So can we leave at five? We need to get home. Make sure they know what your plans are and be firm and set a boundary about something that works for you and maybe you don't want to cater for all your family when they come round so why don't you so you, perhaps you want to suggest meeting somewhere for a pub lunch or a picnic everyone brings their own or maybe meeting at a neutral venue so 
it might just rather than being resentful about what you've got to do or worrying about declining an invitation maybe put some planning into it so that you can choose something that works for you so remember people are not mind readers again that's one of my mantras and don't make up weird excuses you don't even need to give an excuse but if you do feel like you want to qualify why you are declining an invitation be as honest as you can there is nothing wrong with saying I want to preserve my energy we're staying in that weekend that's not my cup of tea I don't like big groups There is nothing wrong with being honest about how you feel about certain uh, gatherings and invitations. Okay, so I hope that has helped. Please email me if you have got any stories about declining invitations. I love hearing um, how you're getting on and let me know if that has been useful for you. Thanks. (laughs) 